Focus on the text, the picture of Dorian Gray. The preface. The preface to the picture of Dorian Gray is considered a manifesto of the aesthetic movement, expressing Wilde's ideas on art in general. Here are some of the main principles. The artist is the creator of beautiful things. To reveal art and conceal the artist is art's aim. The critic is he who can translate into another matter or a new material his impression of beautiful things. There is no such thing as a moral or an immoral book. Books are well written or badly written, that is all. No artist has ethical sympathies. An ethical sympathy in an artist is an impardonable mannerism of style. No artist is ever morbid. The artist can express everything. Vice and virtue are to the artist materials for an art. If the spectator and not life, that, are, that art really mirrors. Diversity of opinion about a work of art shows that the work is new, complex and vital. The plot. Basil Hallward is an artist fascinated by the youth and beauty of a young man, Dorian Gray, whose portrait he decides to paint. Once it is finished, he shows it to Dorian, who sees in it something he had never been fully conscious of before, his own beauty, and understands with horror that the beauty of the portrait will last, while he himself will grow old and horrible. At this point, under the influence of Basil's friend, the immoral Astita, Lord Henry Watton, who believes youth to be the supreme value, Dorian expresses a wish that the reverse were true, that the portrait would absorb all the signs of age, experience and vice, while he will remain forever in his youthful perfection. He also says that he will kill himself when his youth fades. Alarmed by Dorian's reaction to his painting, Hallwell tries to destroy it, but Dorian stops him and takes the picture home with him. Dorian and Lord Henry become friends. Dorian begins to frequent the theatre, where he meets a brilliant actress, Sybil Vane, who falls in love with him, but Dorian cruelly rejects her when she renounces her art to be with him, saying that it was only on stage that she fascinated him. Noticing that an expression of cruelty has appeared on the face of the portrait, Dorian resolves to return to Sybil, but it is too late. Sybil has killed herself. Aided and encouraged by di the diabolical reasoning and corrupting influence of Lord Henry, Dorian embarks on a life of vice and sensual gratification, letting his portrait, which he hides away in an unused room upstairs in his Mayfair house, bear the weight of his corrupt and corrupting soul. Years later, Dorian, by now totally corrupt and evil, but still as youthful as ever, lets the elderly Basil Hallward see the now hideous face of the portrait, and then kills him to prevent him from revealing his secret. But 
this is only the beginning. For Dorian to keep his secret, several other people have to die. But as the portrait of his sinful soul, which now bears the blood of his crimes, becomes more and more gruesomely ugly, Dorian realizes the horror of his acts. He resolves to destroy the portrait and begin a new life, but in doing so he kills himself. The portrait is magically restored to its original image of Dorian's youthful perfection, while the real Dorian's features in death become those of a hideous, disgusting old man. The Exchange of Art and Life The picture of Dorian Gray begins with a playful dialogue on the nature of art in the modern age. For Basil Hallward and his friend Lord Henry Watton, beauty and appearance have become the ultimate values. Art can no longer be judged on moral, but only on aesthetic grounds, reflecting the motto of aestheticism, art for art's sake. This discussion forms the prologue to the story itself, which moves from typical Wildean comedy into a nightmare world of gothic horror, as Dorian, through a Faustian, Faustian pact with an absent devil, steps through the looking glass, making his own life an unchanging and untouchable work of art, while his portrait becomes the mirror of his real inner world. This split between appearance and reality forms the central core of the novel. To seduce Dorian into this inverted world, Lord Henry gives him a copy of an unnamed yellow book, possibly his manner rebours against nature. 1884, a key text for the aestheticist movement, whose central character, Desassant, bored with reality, surrounds himself with an entirely artificial, exoticized world of precious objects, rituals, and strange sounds and perfumes. Dorian's own tastes and ideas are heavily influenced by the book, but go beyond the love of simple exoticism and pleasure-loving sensuality as listed at some length in chapter 11, to embrace evil desires and passions, including murder and human sacrifice. However, Dorian considers his fascination with evil as a part of a larger project to spiritualize the senses. Dorian Gray is thus not a simple villain. He embodies many aspects of Wilde's own philosophy, in particular his rejection of the utilitarian values of industrialized mass society through the cult of art and beauty for its own sake. In this, Wilde was much closer to the ideas of French symbolist poets such as Baudelaire, Verlaine and Mallarmé than he was to his Victorian contemporaries in English literature. His aestheticism was to have a profound influence on the work of others, including Gabriele D'Annunzio in Italy. Truth and beauty. In some ways, the picture of Dorian Gray's can be seen as an extending meditation on the final words of John Keats' Ode on a Grecian Urn. Beauty's truth, truth beauty, that is all ye know on earth, and all ye know to know. For a while, the work of art is neither simply true nor false. Its superior value resides in the way it acknowledges and incorporates what is false or deceptive as a part of the true. Wilde was fascinated by the art of the Pre-Raphaelites for the way its visible beauty suggested simultaneously spiritual purity 
and despicable pleasures. As Lord Henry notes early in the novel, beauty is a thing which cannot be questioned, which appears as one of the great facts of the world and as its divine right of sovereignty. In it, the customary opposition between good and evil, true and false, moral and immoral, are dissolved. When, at the end of the novel, the picture of Dorian Gray is restored to its original condition, we find ourselves asking whether it is in fact the same picture of youthful innocence we saw at the beginning. There is no way of answering this question, for a work of art, unlike a life, is not a history, but a mystery. Yeah.